Welcome to Zero to Hero Comics, the show where three friends talk about comic books. I'm Max. I'm Adam. And my name's Jordan. And guys, this week, before we get into your how your week was, it's Earthworm Jim. My last mm. suggestion of this series. Jordan giving it a little hum there. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> oh, we've all just listened to the theme song for anyone we come on. I don't even need to listen to it. Just that bit has been, it's such an earworm. It's so catchy. To be fair, I think all the great theme songs just repeat the main characters' names, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Earthworm. This is true. This is true. Do you remember the earworm for the earthworm? Yeah. Do you remember the Sonic the Hedgehog TV show when it was like Sonic the Hedgehog? Like that one. That was good. So, yeah, yeah, I do, I do. How has everyone's weeks been in this absolute wave we're having in the UK? Well, I need a scorcher. Yeah. Really? Nice, yeah. Well, it would be nice if I got a chance of... I was going to swear then. Um, it's all right. I swear I. Yeah, you're allowed to swear. I know, but I was going to like use the F word then. It's just become right. part of my, my dialogue. I mean, you um, are allowed to do so. I know, but I stopped myself. I'm trying it's to stop myself from you're swearing well. as much. You can swear. We, we will allow I've it. Heard I heard that people who swear are actually more creative, so they say. I, but I think I, I heard they were more intelligent as well. I think I recall hearing that on a podcast I listened to recently. <laughs> it wasn't one of ours. It had back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with you, Adam. It's fucking hot. <laughs> Very hot, especially especially when I don't have anything summary I can wear for work. I basically mm. just have to wear my jeans and roll up the box. Yeah, and your winter and your winter and your winter Parker coat. <laughs> No. <laughs> Are you? Is it uniform based where you're working, Adam? No, but I don't have any like summery trousers to wear. Are you like walking around or are you behind a desk? I'm behind a desk. So in an office. So you, could you? You could potentially get away with shorts. No one can see your bottom half. I can't because um, work policy. Basically, I'm part of a larger team, and we all have to kind of be the same match. Yeah. You not got any uh, short sleeve shirts? Um, I do, but they're a bit too funky for the office. A bit too, too short. Showing off that you know, I, I was having this conversation with someone the other day, and I was, I, was, I was saying that when it comes to kind of summer attire in the office, I feel like, men, you have to wear a long sleeve shirt. Short sleeve shirts, to me, are either night out or Victorian school child. See, I always think, I always think the other way, that short sleeve shirts are either night out or you're in a bowling team. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. I can see that too. That That's kind of shiny material. Short, sleeve short, 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 sleeve shirts normally go down to your elbow, and I don't want them that long. That's a bit too long for that me. That is really long. Do they? Mine don't. And well, my arms are abnormally long. Nothing fits me properly. I'm an odd shape. I mean, I'm either an extra small or a small. I need to be in the middle. I mean, yeah, mine are like mid bicep, maybe a little bit higher. But yeah, yeah I mean, I used to, in the very early 2000s, used to own the classic black shirt with the flames on it. Ooh, that went like down that. to the elbow. I like that. That's the style choice that is. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't have biceps, though, so I can't keep the shirt up. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just a long, it's a long <laughs> sleeve shirt. It, it can't hold itself up with the roll. Yeah, for me, it's always a long sleeve shirt that you then roll up. I quite like, I quite like, like the large cuff when you roll it up and it sits above the elbow. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind doing it maybe just like a three quarter length roll. Up no, three quarter bothers me. I don't like that. That's why I don't wear watches. It like it catches on. Where things. do, where do you wear your watch? Yeah, yeah but he anything the, from he the elbow to the wrist. No, because you said three quarters, so that's below the elbow. Yeah, and I go, do you wear your watch that high? No, but it, what I'm saying is anything from elbow to wrist, I don't want anything there. I, I, I either want it on the wrist or I want it above the elbow because otherwise it's catching. It just it doesn't sit right. gets in the way. It's not as aerodynamic. <laughs> yes, because you need to be aerodynamic behind your desk. Well, exactly. Yeah. You need to catch things that people throw. I mean, to be fair, I've worked with Max, so he throws things at me. So I do need to be. So I, I am that person things. in the office yeah. who's just for no reason. Oh, I've just I've got my lunch. Can I use your fork? Yeah, of course. Just lob it instantly at someone. 
Yeah, you've definitely uh, thrown many a thing at me in the office. Exactly. But also, speaking of 30 degree weather, I'm not apologizing on the podcast. I do have a small can of cider on me and I will sip throughout the podcast. It's hot. I don't want to get dehydrated and die. Fact, I might have that's a little sip of water right now. You instantly get dehydrated and then you instantly die. It's a fact. I've got my, my podcast classic, my pint of Coke. Oh, nice. Full fat. Oh, obviously, I don't do I anything else. No ice. Uh, no ice. I don't have any ice, but it's cold out the fridge. Yeah, oh, nice. I like a cherry coke. Yes, I had a. Oh, I've already had a cherry coke. Had that on the way home from work. That was the most passionate I've heard you in ages. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I do love a cherry coke. It's my favourite of all of the Coca Colas. You know, you know yeah. what is the worst Coca Cola? Before we actually get into what this podcast is about, <laughs> vanilla vanilla coke is the worst coke. Do you think so? No, yes. Coke Zero. Nah, I'd rather if any someone of its said, flavors. If someone said to me, "Here's a Coke Zero, both of them are ice cold." Here's a Coke Zero or a vanilla Coke. I take the Coke Zero every time. I, I don't know like... what type of Coke it is. What what's the one with kind of like the like ugly brown color? Um, caffeine free. free. Yeah, I think that one always tastes a bit a bit weird to me. I don't get the point of that one. Yeah, yeah I've, I... I've never really been buzzed off a can of Coke. And for if only this, like, if only I could drink this before bedtime. In fairness, you know me, I take my coffee hella strong, and I don't get any buzz from that. So I don't think a can of Coke is going to do much for me. Caffeine, no, but, but you were like, I better buy this caffeine-free Coke. <laughs> well, no, I think, be I think someone had bought it, and I drank it, and it tasted like really dodgy. It just didn't taste, didn't taste how even like Zip Coke Zero or Diet Coke tastes. It was a very Speaking weird. Of, um, throwbacks. Do you remember Virgin Cola? Yeah. That was short-lived, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah right. that was that was nice. It tasted <laughs> like Dr Pepper, didn't it? I like. As I remember, did you ever like have? Speaking of like like fat coke, did you ever have when you were a kid? I don't I can't remember what it's called. It's called a snowman or a snow. The one where you put the ice cream in it. A float. Well, yeah, an That's ice cream it. float. Yeah, those were nice. What did you call that? A snowman. Yeah, you thinking of like a snowball, which is like lemonade and avocado. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm getting or are you thinking of a snow cone where it's like frozen ice in like a ball? Um, the earlier version, the lemonade version. Yeah, yeah the the Christmas drink. Yeah. yeah. Welcome well, to I... Zero Tiro Cokes, the French show where three friends <laughs> talk about soft drinks and be like, "Oh, I'm such a Dr Pepper person." While we're on the soft drinks, favorite soft drink, Adam Go Cherry Coke. Coke. Coke of all soft, every single soft drink. Yeah. Cherry cream. Really? I mean, you were passionate about it. Exactly. Max? I will continue to be so. It, oh, it's tough. It, Do you want it's not my. Time? No, I don't drink it every day. But mm-hmm. that's probably. But that's what makes it a favourite because it's like a treat. I do like a, a full fat Dr Pepper. Good choice. Good choice. Mm. I I would go for, and it's one that kind of, I you I really struggle to get here. I love a. If you say beer. Iron Brew, I was going to say. I was oh no! I mean, I do like Iron Brew. I do like Iron Brew. And there is nothing. What, wrong you want with a root beer? beer? Root beer. That is honestly, I that is what I would take back from America when I went there. If I could just go there with an empty suitcase and come back with a suitcase full of root beer. I, I might do so. What does yeah. that taste like then? Is that taste it, like, it tastes like Yes, it does taste like medicine. I don't think it does. It tastes like Adam, like a mix of like, I mean, I like cream soda, but imagine cream soda with like aniseed flavour slightly. So it's a bit like um, cream soda flavoured Cavonia. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't know. It's if about the same. Okay. It's the same, it's the same the color. Aniseed well. is right, but yeah. I just like them. I think I think it's really nice. It's, it's again, it's not one that I have often, and I think maybe that's why I like it so much because I'm like, oh, it's unusual that this place has a root beer. I'll have one. It's no, it's no Panda Pop though, is it? And it's, well, oh, Panda Pop. Oh. Yeah. For those oh. listening, Panda Pop was a, I, I want to say big drink. It wasn't big. It was a it, cheap no, drink. It was a it cheap, was... small bottle. I was going to yeah, say, the... it wasn't even a normal size bottle. <laughs> yeah, it was a cheap drink in the UK in the early 90s. I don't know if it's still it definitely in the early 90s and it's came in a range. Salt. Yeah, a range of rainbow colours and flavours that used to drive kids absolutely nuts. And I used to love, it was like a baby pink colour, like candy floss one. And it used to drive me up the absolute wall. Oh, I had the cherryade one. That was nice. Mm. 
1990s. Yeah, that's what the internet's telling me. Yeah, because I remember still being able to go into Woolworths and get it. Oh, Do you know what, actually? The first one I found when I've searched Panda Pop Coke is a best-ever Princess Diana Memorial-flavoured drink. Oh, right. strange. So, wait, <laughs> is, Princess, is Princess Diana the flavour? Yeah. It, it literally right. is labelled Princess Diana Memorial flavour. I don't oh. even want to know what that tastes like, to be honest. Yeah. I think okay. I think this is someone's edited them because the next one on their list is gas flavored. The orange. The orange one. They've just put adjective, adjective flavor, <laughs> adjective flavor. <laughs> I was going to say I do I do like the smell of unleaded petrol, but I don't know if I'd like it as a taste. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> adjective flavor. I like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, what, what we're, we're actually here. about. What is we're talking it? about oh, Earthworm Jim. So, Earthworm Jim originally, obviously, was a video game at first, and it had it was basically three video games that actually were very popular, did very well, very like a classic kind of Super Mario style, like side scroller. And it was in that. one of the like top two hundred games. Top first released. That's not bad. Yeah. First released in 1994. Its last release was a, like a HD version in 2010 and nothing since then. Um, so from that, obviously with the game's popularity, with anything, they made a TV show from it, which is where I first experienced Earthworm Jim. It only ran for 24 episodes, I believe it said in here, with for two seasons, so 95 till 96. But I absolutely loved it. And it, I, it showed on here somewhere where it was broadcast. It was like shown on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and stuff like that. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I showed you guys, obviously, a quick pick of the comic and the intro. But I mean, any either of you two got any thoughts about Earthworm Jim? You can go first, Adam. Oh, thank you kindly. I will. I will allow it. Thanks. Um, I don't really remember a lot about Earthworm Jim. I remember it being a cartoon. I didn't know it was a video game. I didn't know it was a comic. Um, I couldn't even remember the theme tune until I literally just played it a moment ago. Um, yeah, I just couldn't remember anything about it. But um, I'm glad you brought us down this little nostalgia trip because um, I've, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things in here that I'm like, oh, this is really kind of remind me. Like, I completely forgot the main, like, female lead is called Princess. What's her name? Oh, I loved, I loved their names. The names in it are so funny. Mm. Sorry, Jordan. I think I cut you off before uh, you were going to tell us about your FM chip. No, you're good. You're good. I was, I was going to say, I, I vaguely remember the cartoon. I, I genuinely, I, I've said it to you off, off kind of off recording, don't remember the plot at all but i do remember the video game that to me is what was more earthworm jim for me i remember i I don't remember much of it but i remember there's like a that i think they're in heck which is yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh and i remember trying to climb up a rock and having to throw jim himself and swing up and it was a nightmare i was bad at that he uses his bad at that game Head and body like on work. Yeah, his worm body is like a whip, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's got his ray, his ray gun as well. Yeah, I was bad at that game. Do you so know what they sh- should do? Oh, you was... go first. You go was... first. Are you sure? Yeah, because I want to know if what you think what they should do is what I think what they should do. Oh, well, what I think they should have done is I think it would have been better if it had been more adult. So, like, like along the lines of like Family Guy and American Dad, I think Earthworm Jim, but more for an adult audience would have done really well i think yeah i think yeah i think it's it's very on like on on brand that's such an annoying phrase but yeah it's very like it, it could be things like that especially with characters such as queen slug for a butt mm. yeah or, exactly do you know what i could <laughs> say i could see the killer goldfish i could see rick and morty go to earthworm gym dimension yeah i could see that I could see that, that yeah. Cool. No, I think you, you remember the recent Abe's, the Munch's Odyssey and Abe's Odyssey games they released where they kind of re, yeah. redid it all. 
I would love like an Earthworm Jim kind of remake like that. That would be real interesting. Yeah, I would. Uh, I think that would be quite interesting, especially because I'm surprised they haven't done a re. Obviously, they've done HD in 2010, but I'm surprised they haven't done like a remaster or at least like still do it side scroller. But for the one I'm thinking of, for example, is I think it was the later, definitely maybe definitely after 2015. I can't remember the exact date, but there's a game called Rayman Origins. So mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the original Rayman game, but they've just done it up and added a few more features. Made it, perfect. and that came out. Yeah, that came out on like the Xbox One when it was new, and yeah, it was wicked. I remember playing it, and it gave me pop nostalgia. I was like, "This is great." Yeah. My like, favorite ones are the musical, uh, the musical ones where you've got to run and bounce, and it's to the t- sound of the music for them. Yeah, or, or where you've got a little helicopter head. Yeah, like, like, you could do that on Earthworm Jim as well, as I remember. Yeah, not not as long though. You kind of you sank. You couldn't fly very well. Yeah, that's true. We'll get into him more in the comic book, but just quickly talk about, I completely, and I mean, you know, for a split second, like, if you'd asked me a day before I read this comic, is this character real? I would have said no. But then the moment I saw them again, it all came flashing back. Professor Monkey for a head? Mm. Uh, I must admit, I remembered Bob the Fish, and I remembered Evil the Cat. They were the only two villains I remembered. Oh, I, didn't really yeah, know I, I remember Queen Slug for a bit, but yeah. definitely <laughs> not um, Psycho or uh, Professor oh, Monkey for Ed. I liked that name, Psycho. That was great. You were like, the well, whole language is, is great, to be honest. Like, all the, it's very of its time and its language. It, it's in very it, chatty. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, um, it almost kind of, I mean, we're, we're kind of bordering on to talking about the comic now, and I know we're, we're meant to do that in the second half. So I'll save that for later. Yeah, I saw, um, again, this is a little bit to the comic, but I couldn't resist. Adam sent us a message in our uh, Zero Zero group chat earlier. Of um, In the comic, it mentions a line about Mulder and Scully. And I was like, oh, oh it's a little throw, throwback to Moldy and Skimpy. Yeah. I know, I loved it. I was like, oh, that's a little throwback to my youth as well from, what am I trying to say, you know. Pop culture, up, isn't I? it? Though, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I love a bit of like um, pop culture reference in a in a in a comic, paying homage to those that have gone before. Yeah, I don't think it's just it's just kind of that. Like that, he talks directly to the reader, very Deadpoolian, so to speak. Yeah, a lot of breaking the that, fourth wall. Yeah, I think there's quite mm. a few moments where I, I was because re- I read all of the issues because I was like, I'm interested. Let's keep going, and I think there's quite a few times that they kind of make references to things or kind of pay homage, so to speak. Yeah, I, I definitely, and I just, especially like without going into the comic, because this comic, all three of them were written by a guy called Dan Slot. Which, when I saw that, I was like, what? Because Dan Slott is at the currently, and he has been for at least the last seven, eight years. He's Marvel's, like, golden child. Oh, really? Any series that Dan Slott's on is just gets massive views. Like, he's currently writing the new... Because, basically, Fantastic Four stopped in Marvel for a while. There wasn't an active Fantastic Four comic. 2018 they brought fantastic four back because marvel got the rights back so they were like we better remind everyone they exist makes sense and um yeah he's really great on that he's famously the writer that killed off peter parker spider-man and had dr octopus take over his body Ooh, i like that and story. that lot la- and that lasted for three years he got death threats and stuff like that people are strangely passionate about this stuff in like the wrong way <laughs> exactly yeah. and, and, and he was like to fill you in adam it's this storyline where the amazing spider-man is the name of the comic book okay. it then became it so that stopped on issue 700 and then the superior spider-man started then issue one so basically peter parker gets booted out of his own body dr octopus takes over and he his body is old and dying and peter dies in that body and um yeah so and dan slot was like he i think he was egging the fans on a little bit he was like this is it this is the new status quo see you later and they didn't poorly punches it lasted 
for a 30 issue. So, I mean, you think if there's 12 issues a month, like, is it, yeah, just under three years. And, yeah, it was brilliant. I It was really good, really different. And, yeah, again, they didn't pull any punches. The first four or five issues, Peter's kind of memory ghost is there. And, like, he's floating around in the background. You, and I remember reading it as it came out, thinking, okay, here we go. That's how Peter takes back over his body. And then Dr. Octopus, Peter, Otto, Spidey, he um basically goes into, like, a kind of like a Tron-style thing, like, looks into his own mind and just erases Ghost Peter as well. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's gone for ages. And, yeah, Dan's, like I say, he got... Death threat, and even he went out on a statement and was like, "It's comic books. How many people have died in comic books and come back? They get resurrected. They're suddenly immortal. They're just suddenly back, and no one cares." But yeah, basically, anything Dan Slot touches is just brilliant, and he can resurrect a series really well. But yeah, definitely, he writes group characters or plots with a lot of characters just like this really well, which is kind of why I'm quite glad they put him on Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think he's he's done really well looking at this because I mean there is <laughs> when we get into the cut, there's just so much going on. Yeah, hell of a lot going on. Yeah, there's there's a lot, and it is just it is so random and so off the wall, but it is brilliant. But yeah, it did make me really reminisce about the show, and also this is such a '90s thing. Like the '90s was all about anthropomorphic animals. Any kind of animal that was like could walk, talk, do something that was a ninja or a shark. <laughs> I'm all about it. It's very much me. Also, Earthworm Jim is the biggest earthworm I've ever seen. Well, he wasn't originally. The super suit yeah. made him made him big. Made him a big old worm with eyes. Yeah. And a mouth. Let's I wanna know how his mouth. I wanna know how his like worm body stays in the outfit. I don't think it's really in it. I think it just sits in a hole because he takes the worm out and the suit still goes about doing things. That's yeah. true. So yeah, how does he just... how does he control it though? Little like do you remember in Men in Black Adam where the like little aliens were in the robot bodies? Maybe it's oh, like yeah. that. It's got little leathers. I, I, I don't think it was in this comic, but I think it was in one of the others. Um, I think it might be in issue three, actually. That super suit was originally designed for Princess What's-Her-Name. Yeah. And so it's, it is a hollow suit because she puts it on and is even tougher than Jim. Mm. And it's like, I don't, I don't know where they were going with that, but like she massively showed like he's wearing the suit and he's trying to I, he's trying to bite, fight like a dragon or something I, I don't remember uh and he just gets his ass handed to him just like just backhanded away and then puppy p or whatever his name is like didn't isn't this suit meant to be for her and they're like yeah okay so she puts it on and then just decimates and she's like i'm the most powerful being in the universe now and then he's like oh my girlfriend's like more powerful than me look at how pc i am which I think yeah, is to be fair. I mean, she was she's pretty overpowered in it yeah. all anyway. As the power we'll see of a hundred Yeah, that panel. We'll get into that panel as well. But that panel is brilliant, and that yeah. really made me laugh the first time I read it. Like really laughed. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where it's memorable. I do remember, and I think it's the only one that we've looked back on now that I do look back on fondly. I'm like, oh, this is nice, and that's why I picked it. But it's also I'm looking at it and I'm like, I was just into whatever was on. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is random. You know, when you're like, this is random. Like, I know people will watch comedy shows now that are a bit different, like a black comedy, and go, Oh, but the, the joke is that it's random, you just don't get it. And I'm all for that. I do like a black comedy and a like a uh like a I can't remember the word now like a Monty Python style absurdist. I mm. like an absurdist style comedy, but this, this is just absolutely nuts. Like there's just so much going on. Yeah, it's, it's proper crazy. Proper crazy. But I think that's half the charm. Yeah, 100%. I think that does make it. It does really make it. They can't do it seriously. It's an earthworm. Like, 
it it doesn't have the same gra- gravity. It doesn't have the same imp like turtles. I I maybe I get sharks. Maybe I get, but a worm is not exciting. Like a you, childhood Max is not going to watch a literal worm and it'd be very serious about him being a worm. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever seen Tremors? Yeah, was it Graboids in Tremors? <laughs> That's a good movie. But is that just just a plain, like a vanilla worm, just like as no, these, these are some spicy worms in Tremors. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon has his hands full. Yeah, you won't. You won't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't watch a vanilla worm. So it needs to be a bit over the top, <laughs> a bit wild. It is true. I mean, yeah, I feel like they have embraced it because Ninja Turtles went that way. It was like. We've got an absurdist concept, but we're going to be really serious. This is obviously the original comic. We're going yeah. to be really serious. Street Sharks was kind of middle of the road. Like, you know, we'll have serious moments and themes, but we're, yes, you know, maybe. we're Jawsome. We're Jawsome. <laughs> Shark Attack. Whereas Earthworm Jim is like, no, we're absolutely nuts. It's a worm in a killer spacesuit. Like, this is great. Let's fully embrace it. I think Turtles gets away with it though, because like the real subject, because obviously in the comics they have, they went away from being so super dark and then went back to kind of a more realism and less cartoony style in some stories. But the real stuff is, is family relationships. It's the brothers and their conflict and struggles and development and learning and all of that. And that is real. But the Earthworm, he doesn't have. A family does he? He's just a worm. All his family yeah. were eaten by a crow, and swore yeah. <laughs> vengeance to that crow as a worm. It, even the origin isn't. There's no like drama there. It's just what the hell? Exactly. I remember. Re- I don't know why. I remember really vividly in the show, like scenes where they'd be at like a breakfast table or whatever, eating. He'd just be eating because he's a worm. Just piles of dirt. I don't know why, but yeah, it just really like springs to mind. I think again because it's just so silly. But right, okay. I think obviously we already said before we start recording this one will be a slightly shorter. Everyone, everyone listening, it'll be a bit of a shorter one because I think the comic on this one is the star of the show more so than even the TV series. Yeah, but so. we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back. So see you in a minute. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm. Nope, we're done now. Just that one bit. Yeah, see you later. Catch you later. Hi guys, it's Max here. I've snuck away from the other two just to let you know. Don't forget to email us at zero to hero comics at gmail.com. And now you can also tweet us or slide into our DMs at Z2, the number two. H comics. So it's at Z2H comics. Until then, see you later. Bye. And we're back. We're talking about issue one of the Earthworm Jim comic. I think the cover says it all where it says Earthworm Jim, frantic first issue. It's definitely frantic. It's very that. I mean, so we'll start from the beginning and then we can maybe like, we'll stop obviously as we get through certain panels. But I mean, we start in Heck, which is obviously their version of hell. And we meet some uh, some of the uh, bad guys, Major Mucus, Doc yep. Duodenum, Duodenum, um, Queen Pulsating, Bloated, Festering, Pusfield, Malformed, Slug for about. It's a bit of a mouthful, that one, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And Evil the Cat, who's got the biggest teeth. Is it his teeth? Is it his face? Isn't it a little angry beard? Oh, no, it's not. He opened his I mouth. I thought it was teeth. Yeah, yeah I no, it's it teeth. teeth. Yeah, yeah, it's teeth. I don't know, in that first panel, I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, he's just got a very sharp beard. But no, it is, because he opened his mouth and it's at the top. I also like that he... Like sharpens his claws, slashes a bit of metal, and they're like terrified. And then he just runs them down a chalkboard. 
I mean, that is evil. Like, undeniably, I think it's very much like, I mean, they even say he's evil, all right. Because, yeah, no one wants that. Yeah, exactly. Do you know the cat gives me real Invader Zim vibes? Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. There's something, it's that square head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, for those listening, obviously, we'll post some pictures of our some of our favourite characters. But yeah, let us know if you think uh, Evil the Cat looks like Invader Zim, because we definitely do. Yeah, I might Def- do Definitely not um, a cuddly cat, is it? No, no, not at all. No. I'm a, I'm a dog person anyway, so Evil the Cat makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely evil. But yeah, so I mean, those guys, they're sitting in heck. They're talking about how... They, Earthworm Jim's the only person that's stopping them from doing what they are, what they want to do and how to take over. And Evil the Cat gets hired by, is it, it is Major Mucus and bloody Doc DeWodnum. <laughs> and then, yeah, they hire Evil the Cat and he's got an old school credit card swipey thing, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Would it be old school at the time, though? No, it's probably, probably pretty not. new school. Yeah. He's a high tech cat. Yeah, in heck. And then we get the full title. Earthworm Jim in heck hath no fury, brackets, like a lawyer scorned. And yeah, then full front page, well, full front cover, sweating Earthworm Jim. And says, whoa, Nelly, there's no it, turning back. I'm going to do it, you hear? He's very, uh, like, insofar as, like, a worm goes, there's a lot of emotion in, in that worm's face. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's. I always forget he's got the one big pupil as well, isn't he? Yeah. And look, there he is, uh, by Dan Slot. So he is. Barry Crane is the artist, then pencil. Yeah. I like the art. I, I I rarely think as I was reading it, I was very much I was like the art for this is one of like for an old comic, really good. I think well, yeah, not that old, but and I almost feel like when he was drawing it, he starts with like, right, okay, yeah, I'm drawing a worm in hell or in heck, whatever. Okay, cool. And obviously these characters are from the video game. And then I think he just fully embraces it towards the end because it just gets more and more bizarre. Yeah, massively so. But we catch up with Jim and He's going, well, he's going to meet Princess, what's her name, and take her out for, well, it looks like a date. He's got some flowers. I really like the little uh, sign on her front door that says, all deliveries uh, take to the next planet. I wish we could. I think everyone wishes they could do that. This this page that you've got here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think Earthworm Jim has any kind of comparison with the mask? In this one, yeah, especially with the yeah. middle one, because he's doing the... I'm sure the character has an actual name, but I just think... I remember the name of the cartoon. It's the Tex Avery yeah. cartoons, the famous one, the wolf, where he does the wolf whistle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the middle one, yeah. It, it's very Mask vibes, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's the whole switching identities. It, it's that kind of... It's physical humour on page, which I quite, yeah. I quite like. Exactly, and he's got his little mobster kind of Al Capone one at the top, little Shakespeare one, Tex Avery, kind of like a Aerosmith meets Chili Peppers one, kind of like a Stevie Wonder one at the bottom. I was going to say Stevie Wonder one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then just some guy with like a toupee. It'll be someone. We'll probably just, we're not getting that reference, but I think no. everything here is meant to be, I am copying something. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure. I'm sure. I think I've heard someone say like bubbler, like describing people as bubbler, but I can't remember what it was from. Internet, tell me things. And then Jim meets the woman of his dreams, Princess, what's her name? And yeah, she answers the door in a towel and she's absolute, like, just clickbait. A Yiddish word. What a bubbler! Yeah. Oh, that's its, it's origin is Jewish. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. The internet did not tell me what TV show it's from. It's all right. I'm sure someone else has said it. Adam, have you ever been asked out on a date to go cow tipping? 
Um, I well, actually know I've been on many a date, and um, no, I've never been asked to go cow tipping before. Is it a new date idea for you? I'm not sure how well it would go down. Plus, I'm not very strong, and I think a cow would probably do Adam tipping. To be honest, <laughs> real question: Is cow tipping possible? I've been told I've... it's not possible. See, I've been. I'll tell you. And uh, uh, well, no, it is a related cow tipping story. I'll tell you a story. So, Paige's, one of Paige's uncles, who was from the States, told me this story. So, him and his brothers used to go cow tipping, right? And then uh, one night, they're, like, out cow tipping, and he sees, Paige's uncle sees a cow laying on the ground. So, he decides to, like, jump up to the cow and, like, jump, like, put his hands on it to make it jump. Like, very cruel. Shouldn't have done it, obviously. Zero terror. We don't condone. We don't condone making cows jump. Also, but, um, super stupid because a, cl- a cow is strong. Well, yeah. Ha- hang on to the bit of super stupid. <laughs> so he does that. Slaps his hands on the cow. What he doesn't know is his cow had died, been in oh. the field for ages, and he basically falls through this old oh. rotten gooey cow. Oh my god! So yeah. <laughs> The fun little date story there. Yeah, that is not the kind of milkshake you want. Nice. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish um... I, I wish I didn't. But there you go. Yeah. I wish you had. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like everyone wish they hadn't. But yeah, I agree. I here agree. he is, in all his glory, Professor Monkey for a head. I like that they don't make a thing of it. No, like, they're this just is like, if you want. This, this is, is the it. first time you meet this person, and it's just accepted as normal. <laughs> yeah, you're like, cool. He's got a monkey for a head. Well, it's not just a head, is it? It's got a whole actual yeah, whole monkey down body. It's a whole monkey. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And the monkey just kind of it doesn't get in the way, but it doesn't really help either. He's just there. That's really difficult shopping for hats, though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, you just got to buy a monkey be, outfit. How do you top on? Imagine getting your head through that. Well, I mean, he's got a little he's got a lab a coat on, up, isn't it? Yeah, you got to have your lab coat on. Yeah, button up all the way. Yeah. And then Princess What's Her Name does a nice little play on words with cow tipping. <laughs> it's 15% so, standard. <laughs> and there's a nice little sound effect for you next time where Jim tips the cow over. Also, I don't know why it really made me laugh when he knocked the cow over and the cow just says, ow. And then he's like, ow, and he's like, and then the other speaker was like, uh, moo. <laughs> I don't know what it proper just made. I think it's because the cow was drawn really simply and it just flops over. He's like, ow. <laughs> and then, yeah, it turns out to be some evil, like, cat monsters. And there's your favourite line, Adam. Wait till mould it. No, start again. Geez, they're pulling their own heads off. It wasn't UFOs at all. Cows are self-mutilating. Wait till Scully and Mulder find out. And then Princess Ross says, No, sweetie, it's just big kitties in fake cow suits, see? And they are massive cats. I'm more upset, Adam, with your little quote, you didn't start us off with holy cow, because I love a good pun. No, I <laughs> you missed that out for us. I didn't realise I was going to read the whole thing. I was like, oh, I've started now from this bit, so I have to continue. I love a good pun. I mean, yeah, and then we meet Psycho in all his glory. And a nice little pun, ringing any cowbells, wormy. <laughs> and, I mean, look at, the, look at Jim's face in this massive, like, monologue where he's swearing vengeance on his... Uh, Dead family. Sorry, was it Psycho that ate them? Yeah. So, yes, dear reader, it's Psycho, my mortal enemy. He who ate all those near and dear to my many hearts. I swore, I swore my soily vengeance upon him and his foul ilk. But being a small segmented invertebrate of the phylum analide, what was I to do? But now, thanks to my omnipowerful super suit. He and his feline flunkies will be food for the worms. Zoop. Pow. But yeah, well, I mean... Why, why did the cats report into a bird? Why has the bird got a dome on? I mean, that why also... Why has he got a space helmet? 
yeah, I, I, I did wonder about that. Is he in his own like knockoff super suit? I think it's just a space suit, isn't it? I don't know. What but, uh, does it need a space? Why is it so macho? Like that is not a normal crow. <laughs> Evidently, no, that is a that is a well, it's a psycho. Yeah, so, exactly. Right. And we've got Jim with his little ray gun. I, I think all even at this point, the artist is full on like I'm just embracing it now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's just going crazy. <laughs> and then I really like that um, the m- m- monkey for a head, his little dome on the ship that they're flying in has a hole for the monkey's tail. <laughs> oh, you gotta let it breathe. I like he's got his own little steering wheel that kind of like suction cupped onto the window. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, exactly. that, that's your future, Max. You and the, you and the little one, you'll be get, yeah. getting the controller that's not plugged into anything. Exactly. You'd be like, yeah, you play with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he knocks out uh, Jim and Princess Wasserface. And also, every time I'm saying it, I <laughs> feel like I'm a really bad like and I can't remember anyone's name, but that is her name. And yeah, they go get drugged and knocked out and taken to mysterious points unknown. And again, more great dialogue, crackling brimstone, arcane energies, and a subtle hint of Armani. <laughs> you know what I'm? Oh, the killer lawyer, the killer lawyers from Heck. Before you get to the killer lawyers, I <laughs> it might just be me. But that uh, the panel where they're getting gassed, mm. Jim, I don't feel so good. I was like, it took me straight back to Avengers. I don't feel so good. And I was like, just imagine if what that if he was just dissolved. If if that was where they took the line from. Yeah. When, 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 when they did it, they was like, I like that line. I'm going to use it. <laughs> I, if only if it was from Earthworm Jim. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. And his like little no leg day body, his massive top off, <laughs> his little spindly legs. Yeah, but yeah. Also with his peace sign with only four fingers. I think the number but... of fingers he has changes all throughout. Oh yeah, I think so. But yeah, so uh, yeah, he uh gets taken on by the uh, evil lawyers from Heck, and yeah, he's still pretty much. gassed out. No, they don't really do much. Almost instantly. Well, one of them says uh, <laughs> he steps in cow poop, which is quite funny. <laughs> Simple and then, humor. Um, yeah, they did. It did. Make me, I just read. I think it's just because, like, again, look at the drawings. Look at the detail. <laughs> like the actual, like, like. Remember what we mentioned last episode when they had like Doctor Pranoid when he was being injected, and the tone really changes. Like, yeah. look at the grimace and the shad, like the shading on his face. But it's just, I stepped in cowpoke. <laughs> and then, yeah, we cut to Jim in the lab and he's being pulled away from his suit. And I mean, he must be holding on to something in there. Because, I mean, they're tugging on it and he doesn't want to let go. I think it's just his little worm body, like, holding on to something, isn't it? Wrapped yeah, around a little... Something. Yeah, there, there must be something he's wrapped on around in there. I think it's a bit of a, a suspension of disbelief. We never ask why the super suit is sent because it is sentient. He's not always controlling it. So I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Psycho tries to eat him up. And to be fair, Jim holds his own just for being a little worm. Yeah, he really does. He kicks more ass as a worm than he does in the suit. Exactly. And also, like, so when Monkey in the Head is, like, examining the suit, like, look at all these weapons and stuff firing. And then, like we mentioned earlier, the suit just runs off on its own. Yep. <laughs> Peace out. I'm done here. Exactly. So I enjoy it, like, but some of the things the suit does, so it runs off, which kind of makes sense. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, it's just running. And then it gets, it's raiding my fridge. It's messing with my stuff and wearing my undies. And, and marrying, marrying my, my grandma. Grand. <laughs> I look at the detail in the background. It's like, well, she's got a monkey for her head as well, but it's got like a suit and like bow tie on. Yeah. I was like, oh God, I, I never even noticed the, the, the monkey for a head as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Runs yeah, in the one back there. Really. And then, uh, yeah, 
the the suit jabs both of well him and the monkey in the eyes, or have they got the same eyes? I think they share eyes. They share eyes, and then they go to poke him in the eyes, and they're like, "Rat, no head." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why they only realised at that point. But look how angry the monkey looks. He's like, the monkey is annoyed that they've made this mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the monkey looks very mad. Like he's flailing around. And then we get on to meeting uh, the killer fish named Bob. <laughs> and then we get on to what was my favourite panel, just a few down. Where So Princess Wassername has been locked up with all these guards and she's basically beating the crap out of all of them. And they made her chip a nail. Uh, my finest is like my finest feline men defeated by a mere girl. And she's like, hey, I'm no mere anything. I'm an in- insectity, insectity. And my, ki- and my kind possesses the strength of 100 men. And right. she just flexes in the panel <laughs> and has the most jacked. And she looks terrifying. Look at the yeah. face, like the face change. It's not even just the face. It, it's it's that whole thing of like an impossible body. But I think because it's so comedic, I don't think it's like, oh, this is weird and inappropriate. It's just comedy. It's just, it's funny. Oh, yeah. She's got like, well, she's basically got like a street shark chest. She's got like a seven foot chest. But like a twelve-inch waist. If that, the waist doesn't get much bigger. If anything, everything no, she, else gets bigger, and the waist stays the same. Yeah, she just gets abs. And then, yeah, she scares off his men, and yeah, swings some cats around. You scaredy cats. Exactly, but um, you know, either way, it works for Killer Bob because he wants to marry her. Which is weird as well. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it's a strange. I think that's a very 90s kid show. It's like, that's my, it was like a Bowser and Mary, uh, Peach, mm. isn't it? Like, I just want to marry you. Like, I think this is probably like... why I don't remember any plot because realistically, the plot isn't given a reason why it happens. It just does. Yeah, the yeah. kids don't care, do they? No, I suppose not. It's funny and there's a lot of moving things and there's a lot of jokes. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, they trick her into thinking they're cutting Earthworm Jim into little segments. Which, as uh, a worm, isn't really that problematic. No, he just makes more Earthworm Jims than it. Yeah. And unless she agrees, they'll continue to do it until unless she agrees to take his fin in marriage. But uh, I like that, again, just a little details, like, on that part, <laughs> I am chimp chow. <laughs> <laughs> And spaghetti, but it looked like I really had to zoom in underneath. It says spaghetti looks just like worms. Does it say that? Yeah, yeah. If you really zoom in just under spaghetti, which is like it says, looks just, just like, like worms. worms. Oh my gosh. I mean, he is a scientist or he's a doctor, yeah. so he he would know what spaghetti to get. Exactly. Label. Uh, yeah. Then we catch up with Psycho still looking for Jim who's hiding in one of the prison cells and he meets Puppy Pete, who I actually really remembered from the show because he turned into that like big monster whenever he yeah. got hurt, didn't he? Big purple. Which I don't like... we don't we don't see in this issue as I remember. Such a cute little puppy compared to everything else. Yeah. He doesn't say cute. Like... No, not when he turns into a big old monster. But yeah, Jim says he'll uh, save him if but he just needs to get out. And then we get uh, Jim's Origin with the super suit. See, but look, he was a worm with eyes already here. Was he? Yeah, yeah look, in the panel. Oh, yeah. It's the, I'm thinking of the cartoon where he didn't have eyes and he just looked like a normal worm. Yeah, and he kind of pops out. But yeah. He wasn't yeah. as macho as a worm. Like, he, he definitely has less muscle yeah. to his worm body. Oh, yeah, he looks pretty meek. But yeah, it all started one day back at the farm. A super suit spell from the farmer. Gold dang. <laughs> and uh, also, like, <laughs> instruction manual. That for, like, on again, on the cover, just a little details, how it works. <laughs> after, reading its anna- after reading its annotated instructions and climbing inside, I became the most awesome annalid adventure of- adventurer of all time. Earthworm Jim, and then the, do, the, do, farmer, do, do, do. the farmer, oh shoot, 
I'd have been Space Farmer Buck if I could read. Don't <laughs> just you like miss out. read a book, worm to the wife. <laughs> exactly. And I, I love that little asterisk because usually that's like, you know, if if this podcast was a comic book, it would be like, oh, when I mentioned Adam's Adam's baguette in Walking Dead, and it was like go back to season two, like final issue to see this. And it's just like a word to the wise, read a book. <laughs> Oh, it's just things like that. I'm just it's brilliant. Like I really I'm thinking more and more as I'm reading this again that I've just really enjoyed it. But it is I mean, very we... fun. Do you think they could continue it though? Like there isn't as an ongoing series. Yeah. I don't mm. think there's enough story for it to continue to be this no, wild you... and outrageous. You could make a twelve issue run, so like a year. But there's there's not enough to do like an ongoing series because all it would ever be is princesses in danger, Jim's in danger, suit gets taken, suits get gets back. Like there's not enough story arc, is there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jim's like trying to hop around in the kitchen, gets burnt on the hob, and kind of didn't. Isn't that part of the game? As I remember, you could fire yourself up like a little corkscrew. Yeah, a little spring around. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, he sends a monkey for a head's monkey crazy by firing a banana off. And then, and then uh, yeah, his panel, the monkey's going nuts. He's like, no, good boy, be a nice head. And yeah, the monkey's like, the monkey's pulling him off the ground. Yeah, curse my symbiotic simian scalp. Yeah, don't mind me, prof. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Oh, you're just going bananas now, you hear? <laughs> and then, yes, he's... His uh, worm spot... senses are tingling. Yeah, he spots a uh, psycho sneaking up on him and uh, flings a banana skin at him. And the comic it. knows what he's doing. Worm sense tingling. Exactly. And also, I get like... Yeah, Psycho's got a helmet on and he's banged his head, but he's holding his head. <laughs> he's probably still hurt his head, though. Yeah, I guess so. But more so when the... Head. More so when the massive mallet drops on his head. Yeah, that does more. Smashes his helmet. And his head. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, boom. Jim's back in his super suit. And, yeah, he he finds out about the wedding plot of uh, Bob the Goldfish and your girl. What was the invitation saying? You're cordially invited to the wedding of Bob T. Goldfish and Princess Wassenaar. Oh, I was hoping for like another fun little random thing. And again, look at like look at the detail on the back with like the Jim's heartbroken picture and like biting his bottom lip. It's just like it's just so much detail for something so random, so silly. But you know what? Jim keeps his promise, and uh, he sets Pete free, breaks them all out of prison, hops on his little space. Scooter, little mini rocket, something like yeah, mini yeah. rocket. He keeps it in his it. pocket, which is strange. I don't know how that fits. Yeah, I mean, look at those. Little, but I mean, that's like just comic pockets, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, and then that's it. And then they ride off to save Prince. What's her name? I mean, let's try something a little bit different before we obviously wrap up on this one. Adam, what was your favorite panel? If you could only pick one panel. Oh, okay. I like... Hang on. Let's go. Do you want to do Jordan first and come back to me? All right, Jordan. Earthworm Jim. Um, To be honest, I really... I mean, you pointed it out. When he pushes the cow over and it's just completely (laughs) rigid and it's like it's the flop and the ow... I really enjoy that as a panel. I just think that's spot on comedy. But I think, no, I'm going to go with, can I have like the whole page and just have the little every different like homage to different characters kind of thing? Because yeah. I quite like that. I like the pop culture references. It's just fitting in as many as possible. My favourite panel is the suit marrying um, monkey for a head. <laughs> grand grand. <laughs> It's just like it's just the little details in it that just make it for me. one that she's got monkey for head and that the super suit has a suit on with like a bow tie and oh, that just makes it for yeah, me. Dress up for the big day. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, what was your panel of choice, Adam? 
See, I think... On loop, just that one bit, none of the rest. Right, so we don't even know the words. Earthworm Jim, they're the words. And then it just cuts in with that weird voice, and it's like Jim was just a worm. I've lost it now, but I really like just because it brought back the feels for me so much so that I had to take a picture and send you guys it in the group chat. The bit where, uh, yeah, he well, notices the, the cows. The cows are not cows, and he's like, "Holy shit, Mulder and Scully!" Yeah, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Where they're um, not long after Jordan's one, where the cows yeah. flop over. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one. I mean, I find you. You know what? I've we'll get to your bit as we usually do, Adam. But I've really enjoyed it. I think it's just been bonkers, but I think I've really enjoyed that, and I'm glad. For my two this season, now I ended with that one because it did did bring on the feels for me. Yeah, I I'm reading all of them, like going yeah, and reading issue two, because there's only three issues. If anyone is interested, I I would recommend putting in the very small amount of time it takes just to go on this absolutely wild journey. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I'm going to reread them. What it says at the end of this is that the name of the titles, or is it just a joke? Sorry. It says, next time, four whitings and a mackerel, or get me to the perch on time. Are they the actual names of the issues, or is that just um, something funny? Um, okay, have a look. Give me one second. Because that like made me laugh as well. Someone sing Because obviously he's on his way. Someone sing Earthworm Jim while I'm looking. Earthworm Jim. Adam, I actually called that, Adam. What the puppy turns into in the group chat, by the way, if you are curious. I know, I saw it in the opening titles, didn't I? Oh, yes, yes, you did. Yes, you did. And yeah, it's the whole series is still called Earthworm Jim in Heck, Half, No Fury, Like a Woman Scorned. But issue two is four, four white... It says whitings on this. Four whitings yeah. and a mackerel. Or get me to the perch on time. You actually said woman scorned. I think you meant lawyer scorned. Mm. Oh, sorry, like lawyer scorned. Sorry, everyone. Um, but yeah, it's that time, Adam. From reading this issue of comic books, would you go out and buy a comic book? Earthworm Jim. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, do you know what? I would. I would. I would. Get this? Oh, you would, you would, you would. I would, I would, I would. Three really successes in one. I would take that as because yeah. I, I really enjoy, like. I loved reading this. It was so fun, and yeah, it just kept my interest all the way through because it's so silly, and the characters' names are great. I mean, they're so not what I was expecting, and <laughs> yeah, it's basically how I because I'm really shit at people's names. It's like, oh, princess, what's her face? Like, that's <laughs> basically how I refer to people. So it's totally on my level. And evil the cat. Well, no pressure for you then next week, Adam, because it's your week next week. Ooh. What are we going to be looking at? So next week, we are going to be delving into DuckTales. Oh, do, 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 do. And that's also a cat- love a catchy little number. Jordan, would you say you're a Huey, Dewey, or Louie? See, I wouldn't. I, I don't really... I'm not familiar with DuckTales. Not even Scrooge McDuck? Scrooge McDuck I'm familiar with, but more from episodes on, like, the Disney Channel of not not DuckTales, but kind of episodes where Donald Duck is there, and they're just there doing stuff, and they're kind of like side... Whole family. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll save it for next week, but isn't... Is, is Scrooge Donald's uncle or his granddad? I can't remember. I thought no, Donnie was their uncle. Or is he's he their, their uncle. He's, you know, he's Uncle Scrooge. Anyway, well, this is, Scrooge? Yeah, yeah, this is for you to uh, help us with next week. Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you all the questions. I want answers, yeah. Adam. Oh. Give me the answers. But um, yeah, so we've got uh, DuckTales to look forward to. Adam, as always, what tell all the people about our doodlies. Our doodlies. So feel free to get in touch with us. We are on Twitter and Instagram. 
um, you can use the handle at Z2, that's number two, H Comics, Z2H Comics. And if you're going to contact us, uh, please use the hashtag Z2H Throwback um, to get in touch with us. Um, You can also do it the slightly older fashioned way by dropping us an email to zero to hero comics at gmail.com. Perfect. Sounds good. But until next week, everyone. Earthworm Jim. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, everyone. Catch you later. See ya. Earthworm Jim. (laughs) 